When your mother and your father forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. Thank you for carrying us on eagles' wings. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. Let's give all the mothers another hand clap. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise Him. This morning, I won't keep you too long. I want to thank God for those who have labored in the vineyard. Hallelujah. Somebody invested in you. Amen. And their investment in you, amen, was, listen, they got nothing out of it other than to invest in you. Hallelujah. Thank God for our mothers and grandmothers. And I'm a, <clears throat> I'm somewhat of a traditionalist, so I'm not going to be changing my definition of motherhood because society keeps changing. Amen. Hallelujah. And I uh, thank God for all that we attempt in this ministry to do with young people, both boys and girls, young men, young women, in preparing them for life and trying to engineer into their lives godly fear. Amen. Not Atlanta housewives. Not preacher's wives. Yeah. Not hoochie mommies. There's nothing more beautiful than a self-respected lady. Amen. And, um, yeah, somebody in church needs to say that because if you listen to society and TV, you'll get caught up in this lie, amen, that, um, the world is caught up in. And we want our young people to know that at the end of the day, you have to respect yourselves. And then you have to make others respect you. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I grew up in a time when 
parents did not agree with kids, and they didn't have to. Amen? Y'all getting quieter now. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> Thank God. No meant no, and no was never going to turn to yes. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for our grandmothers, mothers who were diligent in what they believed in raising kids. Amen. My mother never asked me on Sunday morning, do you want to go to church? (laughs) Or do you feel like going to school? In fact, they really didn't like us talking that much. (laughs) They They said a child is seen and not heard. <laughs> oh, I love messing with you. Yeah, praise the name of Jesus. Then you go right home, turn the TV on, they say, well, it's healthy to let your child express his opinion, and, and you buy that stuff up, then they be cussing at you. Then, you. then you call me up, you want me to straighten it out. Let me look at this clock. Help me, Holy Ghost. In 1966, I, I, I don't know, I was about 15, something like that. I, I went and got my hair done. You know, ultra wave. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I had waves in my hair. And all the way from the shop, it cost me $6 to get that done, man. And all the way from the shop, little girls were saying, oh, you look so cute. Oh, yeah, baby. And I got home, and my mother drugged me upstairs, put me in the tub, and took some brown soap. And my hair came out red. I, I had to get it all cut off. Lord, have mercy. Oh, well. So when, when we went to bury my mom, all my siblings was around the casket. We had a home going here and the casket was like that and all we were standing around and casket started going down and I'm fumbling and my cell phone fell out in the grave so my oldest brother said you know she gonna call you tonight (laughs) 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 but you know why I can joke because I'm gonna see her again can I get a witness? I know when this, when this earthly house dissolves, we got another building eternal in the heavens. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I'm embarrassed to tell you, my wife and I went back in the snow looking for my cell phone, but that's, that's a whole other story. T- today, I, wanna, I want you to turn your attention I want you to turn your attention to Proverbs 31, familiar passage of Scripture. I want to talk about the magnificent mother, magnificent 
mother, and I want to applaud the mothers that are here with us. Praise God. Proverbs 31, written by Solomon, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? That's it. Who can find, who can find, who can find a virtuous woman? Mothers are the catalysts for their children and the complement of their husbands. They embrace, they enable, they enlighten their families. And mothers throughout scripture have been foundations and facilitators to both their children and their husbands. Now, before we dive into the text, there is no separation in the home between children and husbands. When you see one, you're going to see the other. Yeah, you can get that one on the way home. Because God instituted the family in Genesis. And this facilitation to their children and their husbands are recorded throughout the Word of God. Sarah, Abraham's wife, was, listen to this, a prevailing mother. She had to wait on God for a promise that defied reality. She had to wait. In fact, Sarah ended up having Isaac almost at 90 years old. And the word Isaac means laughter because Sarah laughed and God heard her. Are you getting this? God made a promise to Sarah and waited until circumstances defied reality. And the thing that blows my mind about this story, when you go back to Genesis, in Genesis 16, Sarah came up with a plan to have a baby in spite of the deadness of her womb. And the plan failed, listen to this, because she had to kind of kick this woman out of the house who, who really represents in an allegory in Galatians 4, the flesh. And she still had to wait. The thing that blows my mind about this Genesis account, and she is in the Hall of Fame of Faith, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that Sarah, by faith, strengthened her womb. In other words, she resurrected her womb, brought it back to life at 90 to have the promised child. She was a prevailing woman because she had to pray Amen, through long periods of waiting. 
Some of you that are mothers, you got to learn how to prevail. Everything's not coming tomorrow. Everything may not change next week. You, you, you must learn, like Sarah, how to prevail. On the other hand, in 1 Samuel 1, Hannah was a praying mother. Yeah, she prayed. And the text says she prayed, listen to this, from the bitterness of her soul. She prayed made a vow to the Lord and said, let now thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. I don't know if you've ever had, been in a bitterness of soul where everything hurts. Sometimes we got to pray through pain. Don't we have to pay, pray through pain? Sometimes pain ends up on your doorstep and you just got to keep on praying. I don't know if you've ever been there. You will, but hey, 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 amen. You got to pray through some things that will be painful. So not only was Sarah a prevailing mother and Hannah a praying mother, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a pondering mother. She didn't understand everything that was going on. It was inexplicable how she was going to have the Messiah, and she never knew a man. Can I get a witness? She pondered. She pondered until she came to the place where she said to the angel who was making this great announcement in Luke chapter 1, be it unto me, listen to this, according to thy word. I'm willing to accept the word of God, pondering, pondering. There's going to be some strange things that take place in life that we're going to ponder through. But here in Proverbs 31.10, this woman is unnamed by observation. She's unnamed for a reason. Because I believe this woman is a prepared mother. The reason you can't find her is because God has to prepare her. Who can find a virtuous woman? The word virtuous means quality, capable, strength, power, Amen. And she wasn't only virtuous in her morals, she had great strength of character. She's special. She's special. My God. I want to look at four factors of this virtuous woman. And I, I want every mother to aspire God to prepare them to be virtuous. Now, I said a lot this morning, and I'm going to say it again. People don't know, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a kind of a traditionalist. I, see, I'm, I believe that <clears throat> I had my heyday in the world. I ran the streets, I party. I understand that. 
I looked for certain things in women, and they weren't out of the Bible. You understand what I'm trying to say? Are y'all with me? Yeah. And see, the thing is that society keeps feeding us this lie that we can sow and not have to reap. This law of the harvest is real. And it goes on to say that God is not mocked. That when we begin to look at this matter of what I term as a lady of self-respect, and and, and it's something we want to, we engineered in our youth department, just like on Father's Day, we engineer our young men to learn to be gentlemen, chivalry, open doors, you know, respect women. Uh, we want women to respect themselves and learn how to dress appropriately, learn how to sit and fold your legs appropriately. See, this is French. Don't walk down the street chewing on a chicken bone and smoking a cigarette and plucking it and spitting. I can't stand to see a woman. Now, we, we try to teach, we try to teach young ladies how to be ladies. Amen. Young men how to be gentlemen. Now, I didn't always keep the rules, but I was taught it. Are y'all, are y'all getting what I'm saying? Are y'all getting, you know, don't you have to look up at me and say, yeah, well, did you do that? No, I didn't always do it, but I was taught it. I knew how to turn it on and off. I was, was taught it. Can I get a witness? And praise the name of Jesus that the church is the last refuge, amen, for society. Because the homes are no longer structured. Let me look at the clock. To hold people accountable for how they live. Amen. Leave that one alone. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The first fact I want to look at, we see a comparison factor. She's featured as the main attraction. And the statements being made, the statements of praise are superlatives by her husband. He praises her as being excellent. Mm. It's a poem, a beautiful description of an excellent wife, an excellent mother, and notice right there in verse 10, two things pop out. First of all, who can find a virtuous woman? Watch this now. She is a rare treasure. Her price is far above rubies. She's rare. She's not your run-of-the-mill 
every day, amen, makeup wearing, high heels, come on now, micro mini skirt, yeah, she is rare. It's right there in the text. She's not only a rare treasure, but verse 11 says she can be trusted by her husband. Now, now I, can, I can talk about this all day long. When I was in the military, they used to say, Jody, got your girl and gone. Doc. If you don't know who Jody is, don't worry about it. It's, it's the third person. You don't have to. <laughs> but check it out. Verse 11 says, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. Now, I got a lot of baggage. You can say amen. amen. Say it. Amen. I got a lot of baggage. I'm insecure. I got some junk going on. I don't trust nobody. Trust some more than I do others. Out of sight, out of mind. Do you trust me? <laughs> listen, listen. And that was my protective way, stronghold, of protecting myself. Can I get a witness? Um, you, you got to go overseas for 18 months? Yeah, baby. Well, what am I supposed to do? Break up. Because <laughs> when I get on the other side, we, we are broken up. <laughs> You know, the fact, fact, fact of the matter is, how many of y'all got trust issues? Raise your hand. This is therapeutic. Something happened in your history that will not allow you to, to fully trust others. Amen? Now, some of y'all didn't raise your hand. You shouldn't lie on Sunday. You shouldn't lie at all, but you shouldn't. shouldn't come to church and lie. She is trusted. Now look what it says. The heart of a husband does safely trust in her. When I go away to the national convention or to the Congress or when I'm traveling on the road, I don't get on my cell every five minutes. Uh, Sister Gordon, where are you? What you doing? Of course, I do have some ministers that do. <laughs> I, I don't have to do that because I safely, are oh, y'all getting this message? Trust. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. They can't even eat. Here, the people bring the meal on the phones right here. I say, what kind of mess is this? Who are you talking to? Now, you know why we have a problem trusting others? Because we don't trust ourselves. I'm preaching up in this place. I got two daughters. I'm very, very, very protective. Very. No, look at my eye. That really. So my wife said, you know, men that are overprotected like that, they used to be dogs. That, that, they don't want nobody near that dog. I said, you're right. <laughs> Ruff. 
I went on youth night one time. This little guy was talking to one of my daughters. He said, yeah, yeah. And he seen me come in the room. He <laughs> said, boy, I'll knock you in the next year. You don't get away from my daughter. So anyway, move right along. This woman is, she's trustworthy. And her husband has no need of spoil. But look at the transfer in verse 12. She will do him good and not evil for the rest of their life. What a woman. Boy, this sounds like a miracle. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> so the comparison factor is who can find a woman like this? My God. Mm. By the way, people crack me up when they're in the hunt for a relationship. We don't know what in the world we're looking for and typically we look for the wrong thing. Can I get a witness? Are y'all with me today? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you go in a bar and find a woman, that's probably where you're going to lose her. So you drag something out the bar and say, boy, she's fine. Well, when you get home and find her secret spot that is filled with fifths of liquor, that's where you found her. Can I get a witness? See, that's why I put so much emphasis on salvation. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. The fact of the matter is, is that this comparison factor is that she's up, up, and over everybody else. There's something unique. Something unique about this virtuous woman. But secondly, look at the compliment factor. She's favored not because of her outward beauty. I could talk about this all day but because of her inward blessing. Look at verse 30. I'm in Proverbs 31. Open your Bibles, please. Look at verse 30. Favor is deceitful. Now, now, and beauty is vain. Now, let's stop. Let's, let's, let's define what's going on here. God wrote the Bible. God is saying... Everything that glitters is not gold. Are y'all getting this? Mm. Cinderella wasn't even the finest. She had a sister fine on her, but she was on a broom. Every time you see somebody that looks good, you cannot look at the cover of the book to determine the book. Are y'all getting this, young people? Beauty will fade away. Beauty may last as long as you until you open your mouth. Then you turn ugly. I'm preaching now, Doc. Look 
what he says about this compliment factor. God says, all this stuff about makeup and, yeah, lipstick and hair and this and that, clothes, that is the wrong reason for relationship. I know people that marry beautiful-looking people, and they still going through hell. Still going through hell. True holiness and virtue commands permanent respect. And here's what you need to understand. She is, look at verse 30, it says, beauty is vain, but a woman that fears, reverences the Lord, she shall be praised. My God. Not the adorning of hair, the arrangement of her clothes. Amen. Not, not all the outward things that we tend to look at. And by the way, men are stimulated by what they see. Women are stimulated how they feel. You'll get this one on the way home too. When a man looks at a beautiful woman, he, he reacts, wow. Woo! Look at that. If you saved, you've managed to learn how to praise him. I stand up here and preach my heart out. Some of y'all don't even open your Bibles. You ain't even looking at me. You're looking at something else. Can I get a witness? Right, preachers? Then, then when I turn around, they all say, amen. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. It's tight. Because if the truth were told, Reverend Green shouldn't go no further than that second row. <laughs> Neil's wife was here this morning. He shouldn't go no further than the first row. Luther, you had a lot to say this morning. You should go no further than the second row. I got to call him back. Come on in. Kent sits at the piano and looks at me like I'm crazy. But look. What is it about this woman that's so complimentary? Go back up to verse 13 to 16. She's a hard worker. She seeketh wool, flax, worketh willingly with her hands. She's like the merchant ship. She bringeth forth her fruit from afar. She ariseth also while it is yet night, giveth meat to her household, portion to her maidens. She considereth fulfilled, buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. In other words, this woman has vision. Vision. For not only her, but her family. She's a hard worker, but 17 and 19, she has a hidden wisdom. Now look at verse 17. She girded her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. 
She lays her hands to the spindle. Her hands hold the distaff. She has a hidden wisdom with her. She has a holy warmth. Look at verse 20. She stretches out her hand to the poor. If you want to determine how godly somebody is, measure their ability to give to others and expect nothing in return. Because God loves a cheerful giver. When you are always on a receiving end, me, myself, and I, give me, give me, give me. Ain't nothing godly about that. At some juncture, we got to learn to do this, to give. Tom Tallis, the treasure, to give. To give. It ain't all about us. And sometimes we get blessed when we get in other people's problems. When I pray with somebody else, when I hold somebody else, when I compliment somebody else, it comes back to me. Because the motive is to help someone else. She's, she's a helpful woman, verse 21 and 22. She, she's not afraid of the snow for her household, for her household, or clothed with scarlet. Now notice, don't miss this. Her husband, her household, her home, her heritage. All of them are together. She's a, she's a lady. She's liberated. She's loving and kind. These characteristics belong to somebody that knows the Lord. Are you getting this? That, that is... When we look at this compliment factor, she's extraordinary. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. My God. When my, when my son was real small, he was in school and he, uh, he was having difficulty with the uh, lesson. And uh, so my wife was at the kitchen table. We all, you know, we done worked all day and She's at the kitchen table, and I'm in the other room, and I hear her hollering. What's wrong with you? I said, whoa, whoa. And I walked in. I said, no, 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 no. Let me handle it. <laughs> you got to be patient and loving. About 30 seconds, I said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so my wife came back in the room and said, I got it. How many of y'all been there? Spell B. B-E-E-E-E. What's wrong with you? Spell B. B, 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 B. Lord have mercy. There's a comparison factor. There's a compliment factor. Now watch this. Next, we see a character factor. This woman that fears the Lord is in contrast, take these scriptures down, it's in contrast to the evil woman of Proverbs 6.24. What does the evil woman do? She flattereth with her tongue. She's a seductress. 
she abhors with her eyelids. That six chapters loaded. She is like a prostitute who waits at night until a fool comes by her corner. Now this is in Proverbs 6. And with her eyelids, she, hey baby, come in, come in, baby. And she got a nerve to say, come lie with me. I got silk sheets. Now listen to this. This is in Proverbs 6. I'm not making this up. And the good man is not at home. Isn't that deep? She got a nerve to call her husband a good man. <laughs> the Bible calls her the evil woman. A seductress. Yeah. Now, a fearful woman is not only in contrast to the evil woman, but it, the fearful woman is in contrast to the foolish woman of Proverbs 9.13. She's clamorous. She's loud. She's rebellious. She's simple and knows nothing. I've seen some loud women though. Ooh. Seen some loud men too. Not only is she in contrast with the evil woman, listen, who flattereth with her tongue, and the foolish woman who's loud and rebellious, but she's in contrast to the brawling woman. Chapter 21, the one that likes to fight. The Bible says it's better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. She's argumentative, she's agitating, she's aggravating. Isn't that something? Hmm. God is not the God of confusion. Let me, let me say this about this, this woman, this contentious woman, this brawling woman, woman. This woman likes to fight. Did you turn my channel? Yeah. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> She likes to fight. All this is in the Bible. My God. And finally, this woman of fear is in contrast to the odious woman of chapter 30, a woman that's hateful when she gets mad. Just Hateful. Just hateful. My goodness. I want you to see this because this woman of character 
is a woman who fears the Lord. I told him a story this morning, and this, this will be a true story. This woman was saved and committed to Christ in Bible study, prayed a long time and studied her word, and her husband was not saved. And Satan was playing with his mind, and he said to his wife, he said, I'm tired of this marriage. Everything I like to do, you just want to go to church. And he was going back and forth. So he said, with you or without you, I'm going to a party tonight. And if you want this marriage to, to, to stay together, you need to go to the party with me. Now, he thought he was doing something. She said, I'll go. So they went to the party and they in there jamming, man, music playing, people drinking. And she sat on the couch, opened up her pocketbook, pulled out her little Bible, and she started reading. And they in there, yeah, she just reading. Next thing, somebody sat down on the left, somebody sat down on the right, the music stopped. He looked at her and said, I can't take you nowhere. <laughs> she, you know, you know, and what, see what we don't understand, God has purpose in everything. Can I get a witness? And child of God, this, this woman of character. This woman of character, of self-respect. This woman who fears the Lord. Won't want for anything. God will bless. You know, you know our grandparents, our great-grandparents, and some of our parents, they, listen, my grandmother was a matriarch. She was so spiritual. I used to look at her and just, she was so spiritual. Everything was Jesus. Everything was Jesus. One time I went up to her house and sat down with her. She's sitting there, sweat running off. She had this little fan, no air conditioning. Sweat running off her. She's just sitting there. And I'm complaining about everything. And here's what she said to me. She said, I dare you to trust him. That's all she said. I dare you to trust Jesus. She wasn't rich. She didn't have a lot. I dare you to trust him. She walked with God. And see, child of God, this woman of character who fears the Lord, learns how to walk with God. And if Jesus tells you he's got your back, he's got your back. Can I get a witness? He's going to turn stuff around. He's going to fix stuff. He's gonna, Come on now. He's going, to, he's going to put stuff together. He's going to pull stuff out. Hey, can, I, can I get a witness? Fear, uh, uh, you, you, you need not fear in this battle. Can I get a witness? The battle is the Lord's. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and the Lord says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. You know some of your parents and grandparents made it through the night on a prayer? Do, do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know when some of y'all were sick, they didn't have HMO. They didn't have money to go to hospitals. Some of them just prayed through the night. 
Can I get a witness? Put you in a bathtub of vinegar. Oh, I'm preaching now, Doc. Hey, 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 man, I, I remember the old conversation with them old folk. When you got a fever that was 103, they took a white potato. And they, they, they put that white potato on your head, and, and, and the white potato would draw the fever out. Do I have a witness? They learned that stuff down south. One, one of my uncles cut himself. He needed stitches. They wanted, they wanted one of them trees that looked like spider webs. And, and they got the, the stuff off the tree and put it in the cut, and it healed. Oh, I'm preaching, man. Can I get a witness? They, they didn't have any heart specialists. And, come on now, you can preach. Well. They didn't have all the specialists that you and I have. They didn't have a health card. They just trusted God through it all. Can I get a witness? They prayed to something happened. They, they kept on praying. They kept on praising him. They had the whole church praying. Can I get a witness? And God moved. Thank you. Them old mothers would say, we're going to stand right here till the Lord does something. We're we going to keep on praying till a change comes. Can I get a witness? We're going to pray the dope out of your backside. We're going to pray you out of jail. We, oh, I'm preaching now. We're we, we, we going to pray you from being addicted. We're we, we, we just going to keep on praying. Why, mother? Because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Keep on praying. I heard... Dr. Charles Stanley said his son came in one night and said, I'm going to a party, rebellious. And Dr. Stanley said, you gone, but I'm going to pray that you don't enjoy yourself. And he said he got on his knees and just kept praying. And the boy came in late that night. He said, how was the party? Ah, I didn't like it. Can I get a witness? Do you know what prayer can do? Prayer can change things. Prayer can change people. Because God is waiting on you to call things that be not as though it already was. God is waiting on you to look to the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help cometh from the Lord. If any man is sick, let him call for the elders. James chapter 5, let them put oil on him and pray the prayer of health in the name in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, say yeah. And the Bible says, and they will be healed. Healing is in his wings. Can I get a witness? He's worthy of all praise. Let me close. Ah. Finally, we see the communion factor. Verse 31, give her of the fruit of her hands. Now, let me stop because I'm going to preach this, not, not, not this verse. I'm going to deal with this subject. Faith, when faith is genuine, fruit is automatic. Are y'all getting this? When faith is false, there is no fruit. I'm preaching. James says, show me your faith 
and I'll show you my works. Because faith without works is dead. Can I get a witness? When you and I have deposited biblical faith in any situation, fruit follows. Can I get a witness? You bring up a child in the way they should go, and when they get old, they will not depart from it. So your child's out there getting high, drinking, partying, and you saying, Lord, I, I did what you told me to. Well, you got to sit back and just wait on God. Because if God said it, that ends it. Can I get a witness? And at some juncture, like the prodigal, he's going to have trouble driving back home. They'll come to their senses. Won't trouble bring you to your senses? Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all. Won't, won't trouble? Won't, won't, won't trouble make you pray? Won't, won't, won't trouble make you praise his name? Won't trouble get your feet straight? Won't trouble get you out of the world? Trouble will get you right. Can I get a witness? It'll make you call on his name. Can I get a witness? And you won't be calling on the unknown God. You won't be calling that name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Do I have a witness up in the house? But the Bible says the fruit of her hands. Can I get a witness? Her family gave her a standing ovation. The children rose up in verse 28, and they called her blessed. But wait a minute, I didn't end the verse. And the husband rises up with them and calls her what? Now, if the children rise and the husband don't get up, you got problems. If the husband rises and the children don't get up, you got problems. Y'all getting quiet now. Can I get a witness? Her husband also praises her for being this godly woman, a featured faith, a favor from the Lord, a fear of God, a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And whenever I see a featured faith, a favor of the Lord, a fear of God, and a fruit of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is somewhere in the vicinity. Can I get a witness? Whenever you talk about faith, Jesus is somewhere nearby. Whenever you talk about, amen, favor, Jesus is somewhere nearby. Whenever you talk about reverencing and fear of the Lord, Jesus is somewhere nearby. Whenever you talk about the fruit of your labor, Jesus is somewhere nearby. Can I get a witness? You see, child of God, this magnificent woman, this virtuous woman, this kind woman, this character-driven woman was prepared by God. Lord, here's what David prayed after he fell in adultery. He said, create in me a clean heart. The heart I have, God, is no good. The heart that's in me is dirty. Call into existence something out of nothing. There's nothing around my heart that you can use to make another heart. I need you to ex nihilo something out of heaven. 
I need you to call into existence something out of nothing. And see, when you get that low, God starts moving. Can I get a witness? He said, and renew a right spirit within me. Do I have a witness? Child of God, no, we, we ought to give this woman and we ought to give every mother a standing ovation. You husbands, sometimes you preempted and your wives had to keep going. Can I, uh, yeah, don't get quiet. Sometimes y'all acted the fool and they had to still maintain their faith. Sometimes you told your children, good for you. You got to, yeah, live it out. But the, wife, the mothers went alongside that child and loved them anyhow. Can I get a witness? So child of God, when we look at this Mother's Day, this virtuous, this magnificent woman, a woman where there's no comparison, a woman of compliment, a woman of character, and a woman who communes with Almighty God. She is a virtuous woman. Her beauty, her beauty is on the inside. And whatever's on the outside is gravy. Turn to your neighbor and say, we all need some gravy. But on the inside, now, you know, gravy don't hurt. hurt. Now, uh, we, we, we all, no, I, no I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach what I believe now. Yeah. <laughs> gravy don't hurt, but we all need, we all need that inner beauty of the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? Let's stay on our feet. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here and you want to be saved, Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Christ on this Mother's Day. Maybe your mother's not here. Maybe she's in glory. I couldn't think of a better time for you to get saved. Or perhaps you want to join in your Christian experience. Is there another? Is there another? All right. Now, I'm going to pray, but the lady way up there, at yonder place. And I still don't know how you got up there. Praise the Lord. Brother, we got our carnations for all the mothers. Uh, Usher, can you bring me ushers? Can, yeah, bring, bring me one of the carnations, please. In fact, bring me two or three. Praise Jesus. Now, who's the youngest mother in here? Will you raise your hand? The youngest mother. She's in the balcony too? Thank you, my brother. Love you, man. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. I'm going to give Sister Gordon the first one. All right. Praise the Lord. Lord's good. Don't tell nobody our secret. Praise Jesus. I'm going to ask one of the ushers to take upstairs to the oldest and the youngest. Can I get an usher down here, please? Praise the Lord. This is good stuff. Good stuff. Come on. Come on. Are y'all seeing the same one up here? What's up with that? And the other time they walk in here. 
Thank you, man. Love you. Praise God. How many of you, how many of you, you, uh, your mothers went home to be with the Lord? Raise your hand. Father, bring comfort and strength, bring joy, and help us to appreciate the years that we spent with them. Help us to duplicate their faithfulness in our children. And then God, all these mothers, bless them, encourage them, strengthen them, keep them, guide them, and direct them. In Jesus the Christ, amen. amen. Happy Mother's Day. See you Wednesday. We love you. We love you. Get your carnation. Praise you.